This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The author of one of the bills to reform ocean shipping practices says there's a strong likelihood Capitol Hill will pass something on the issue. Competing versions of the Ocean Shipping Reform Act have been introduced in the House and Senate, with the House passing its version on the floor and the Senate clearing its through committee earlier this week. South Dakota Republican Dusty Johnson is the lead GOP member on the House legislation. He spoke on a webinar today and put the odds of passing some form of the bill at greater than 80%. I have great respect for Amy Klobuchar and Jonathan who are leading the effort in the Senate. I think we're going to be able to iron some of these things out. There's not a clear, uh, there are three or four different strategies we could use to get this thing into law, uh, from passing it on its own to having it attached to Coast Guard reauthorization to having it attached to NDAA. But we know Leader Schumer wants it to move. Johnson says he's partial to the House language he helped author, but is willing to negotiate to get something to the president's desk. We can blame the supply chain crunch, but the reality is that 60% of containers that went back to Asia last year went back empty. At some point, we've got to hold these foreign flagged ocean carriers accountable. They have the space. They won't let us put our stuff in it. And that hurts trade. That hurts markets. That hurts customers. The House legislation is said to have stricter language on shipping requirements, while the Senate bill calls for a rulemaking process on the issue. Garrett Downs has more about where things stand for the legislation in his coverage on agripulse.com. Last year's infrastructure law is being implemented, and that process looks to have a direct impact on local conservation efforts. Agripulse's Hannah Pagel has more. Democratic leaders say investments in watershed infrastructure will help farmers and rural communities overcome the impacts of climate change. Speaking on a press call, Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown says producers and local communities are needing smart investments to help provide stability in the economy. Upgraded roads and bridges will mean farmers can export their goods faster, enabling them to save and make more money. I was talking to a friend from Marion recently. He told me about how several bridges in nearby Morrill County went out. When that happens, it disrupts the whole local economy from cops to farmers. Those sorts of delays affect everyone, but particularly in rural areas where, they may, where there may not be an alternate route. With funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law, which was passed last fall, USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service is working with local communities in 23 states to provide investments in new dam and flood prevention projects. NRCS Chief Terry Cosby says the department is focused on helping underserved communities receive funding for infrastructure projects. Some of these areas have never been able to participate in some of these programs. We're concentrating on some of those areas also, so we make sure that this, you know, the, the, the play field is leveled and that we're able to help all communities. So when we look at tribal lands, we look at uh, limited resource producers, we look at underserved communities, we want to make sure that we're helping all communities here. For AgriPulse, I'm Hannah Pagel. Finally today, an ag industry leader says farmers have the ability to innovate but often need help to finance new practices. Aubrey Bentoncourt is the president and CEO of the Almond Alliance of California. Speaking at this week's AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit, 
She said farmers are often ahead of companies and governments when it comes to innovation. We might out-solution our problems in some ways, and we get way out ahead in terms of investment in technology or sustainable practices or plant health or worker health or, or biodiversity or anything along those lines. And I can give you a lot of examples out of our sector where we're waiting for either industry or companies or brands to acknowledge and provide credit back down to the farmer, or we're waiting for policy to catch up or to acknowledge that, or to help us invest in those spaces, because we have the technology, we know where we need to go, but the barrier to entry may be affordability. She says producers and farm groups should also be more willing to get involved in tricky conversations rather than face regulatory consequences after the fact. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. There are more than 140 million acres of farmland used in conservation and wildlife habitat efforts. That's equal to the size of New York and California combined. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.